What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Wednesday, December 13th, coming to you yet again from another country, not from the United States, although I am traveling back to the United States, headed back to Miami, but right now I'm coming to you from Pereira. Maybe you've never heard of that city. It is a very nice city, a small one that's located in Colombia. It's about a 30-minute flight from Medellin, and that's where I was doing the show from earlier this week and part of last week, I think. I don't even, I can't even keep up with myself. I really can't. But I will be headed back to South Florida now. And I'll do the show from Miami tomorrow. I am going to take the day off on Friday because it's my birthday. And the celebrations have already started. If you follow me on Instagram or if you just go to my Instagram, just search Andy Slater, you'll see in my IG story I've been putting up what I've been doing. Celebrated a little bit last night, not only my birthday, but also Raheem Mostert getting into the end zone on Monday night. Yesterday, I went to the mall for a little bit, and the mall here in Pereira, and even a mall in Medellin, maybe some of you would say a mall anywhere in the world, but the mall here... The views, it's just crazy. So I'm sitting at a table in the mall, in the middle of the mall, having a coffee and having a little pastry. And I'm looking at all of these views that I'm surrounded by. And I'm thinking to myself, isn't this great? Now, some of you could do it. Some of you can't because you have a significant other, whatever it may be. If that is the case for you, and if your significant other is next to you right now, of course, it's not you I'm talking about. No way, honey. I I love you and all that. Absolutely. You can always just go to my Instagram, like I said, and I will do my best to make it feel like you're hanging out with me. I'll try my best. But yesterday when I'm there at the table, the reason I bring this up, I get a few messages from friends who are watching the NFL Network. I don't watch the NFL Network a whole lot. Like, rarely do I. Not that I have anything against them. I've always said here on this show, I don't like watching national programming. I'll watch some local sports, like my boy Will Manso, Clay Ferrero, some other guys and gals. I'll, I'll watch local stuff, but... I don't want to watch the national shows because then that puts things in my head and then I come on here and I'm going to maybe refer to it. I don't like doing that. A lot of other people do that. They seem to want to just talk about other people's opinions and not their own. I don't know why. I don't do that. But I get all these messages yesterday saying, yo, you just got a shout out on the NFL network. I said, really? Yeah, they were showing the... Dolphins highlights, and they gave you a shout-out when they showed Mostert going into the end zone. I said, really? So I went on my phone, 
And with technology nowadays, this is amazing. You just pull up the app and then you can go back. Even if you weren't watching it live, you just go back. And immediately I saw and heard what was on the NFL network. Then takes it in. Congratulations to Andy Slater. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up his Twitter account. He let it ride on Raheem Mostert and it paid off. Thank you very much, not only to Raheem, but also to Mike Garofolo. And I don't even like know Mike personally. He didn't have to do that, but he got in on the spirit, the winning spirit, and gave me that shout-out on the NFL Network. Really cool. I hope I get another one on uh, next Monday or Tuesday because, of course, I will have another parlay, and this one, because I've had so many people ask me, this one I will release for all of you to see before the games begin with plenty of time for any of you to put it in if you want to put it in. I legitimately believe, I'm confident, that I'm going to go from that 26-8 winning ticket to about 80K this weekend. I really believe that. You could call me crazy. You could call me whatever you want. People called me crazy when I didn't take the cash out option of 11-5 before the Dolphins game Monday night. People were calling me all these words in the second quarter and the third quarter. You're a fool. You're an idiot. You're a moron. Ha, ha, ha. Well, I had a nice uh, deposit into my account. Thank you, Hard Rock Bet. And I am not done. Now, next time, see, this is going to be a little different. If I were to have another ticket that comes down to Monday Night Football, and it comes down to one player, and I'm alive for 80K, they offer me a 40K buyout, now it's a different story. 80K is a lot. 40K is a lot. So I, I would take that buyout. I'm not dumb enough to just let $40,000 go down the drain. Just It's about building that bankroll. So I would take a 40 k buyout on an 80 k ticket. Just build it up. But 11-5 on a 26-8? No, 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 no. I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to take that. But I'm almost certain I would take 40 on on 80 k I hope I get to that point, and I will tweet it. If you follow me on X at Andy Slater, I'll put it there. I'll put it on my Instagram. There's a bunch of new people who have uh, started following for my information. It's like, where the heck have you guys been? See, here's the thing. I always give you the Slater's scoop, and when I do that, it's 100%. I can't do that with picks because nothing with picks is 100%. But what I haven't been able to do for all of these years is put up a parlay or put up a a really good selection that I have because it wasn't legal in Florida. Now it's legal in Florida, and we're all going to benefit from this. At least I hope so. As long as you're smart. That's the goal. Be smart. Be a winner. We all want to be winners. 
And I just wish the Dolphins, they were a winner on Monday night. Unfortunately, they weren't. Monday, I came here on the airwaves. I was talking about my parlay, needing Raheem to score. I thought the Miami Dolphins would win easily. So it was the pregame show with a lot of excitement. I was expecting a victory Tuesday. Not only for me, but for the Dolphins and for all of you Dolphins fans. Well, I got the pregame show Monday, but the postgame show yesterday, that was difficult. From a radio perspective, having an NFL game on a day you have a show and then having a show the next day too, it's hard to beat that. Because I just hammer the heck out of the game. It's a huge event in town. And then the following day, 100% of all of you in the audience saw the game. You know about the game. You had feelings about the game. You got reactions to what happened. And you want a place to be able to hear about it and discuss it and yell. Today, what do we do? Today is a day where I begin to spin it forward. I think by now we all process that bad loss to Tennessee. Now the Dolphins stand at 9-4. and four. Where are they going? And what about the injuries with this team? How worried should we be about those injuries? There are legitimate questions. And this right now, this Sunday, is a very pivotal point in the Miami Dolphins season. So while yesterday was more of a balancing act, I'm, I'm still like riding high from rolling with Raheem and the reaction to that bet yesterday. I had 26,800 reasons to smile. And I also got about 26,800 people reaching out to me by text, DM, Instagram, direct message. It's been nuts. But now we got to move forward and see what's ahead for this Dolphins team because right now there's a bit of a reason to worry. How much should you be worrying, though? Because the Dolphins' next opponent, it's the Jets. J-E-T-S! But does it matter since it's a rivalry game? I want to get into that conversation, but I can't until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. Something I mentioned yesterday, and I need to dive into it in this first segment, it's the Connor Williams news. That is a huge deal. That is not a minor setback for this team. It's major. Connor Williams is one of the guys on this Dolphins squad who you would specifically pick not to get hurt. If you had an option, middle of the season, before the season, if you had an option, you could list five players on the entire 53-man roster, five of them, where they get to be healthy for the entire year. If that was something that was possible, let me tell you what that list would be. Number one on the list, it would be Tua. There's no argument there. Because 
that would be a season ender for not just him, but it would be for the Dolphins. Number two, Tyreek Hill. We saw Monday night that Dolphins offense without Tyreek. It was not good. The motion game, that was done. The trickery, that was gone. Not good at all. So on my list, if I got to name five players who stayed healthy the entire year, two and number one, Tyreek number two. Number three, I would say Jalen Ramsey. We saw the Miami Dolphins defense without Jalen, and we've seen it with him. And specifically, again, Jalen Ramsey. The last three minutes of that Titans game, that was horrendous, yes, but this Dolphins defense is much better with Jalen Ramsey back there. Now, the number four person on that list, again, a list, if I were to be able to name five Miami Dolphins that I got to protect their health the entire season, number four on that list, it would be Connor Williams. You might think, what are you, nuts? Connor Williams? I could make a very strong case that Connor Williams would be number four. You cannot afford to lose that guy, and now the Dolphins have. He has been so good. The offensive line, dealing with so many injuries, has been good for what they're dealing with. Look at the Dolphins' running game. That's been tremendous. The center quarterback exchange in football, you think it's the simplest thing. You don't even really talk about it. The only time you talk about it is if there's a fumble. Who looks at the center snapping the ball to the quarterback? None of us. It's just it's something. It's a gimme. It's just something that happens. Nothing goes wrong with it. But when you have your starting center out, if you cannot get that snap right with the backup, then what do you have? If you don't have a good snap, you don't have an offense. You don't have a play. And now the Miami Dolphins have lost the guy who Tua has spent the majority of his time working with. They've lost him for the season. When you look at the Dolphins' operational stuff, it's been so much cleaner. This year, it's been a lot cleaner. And I'm talking about boring things. Again, things you don't even pay attention to. Things that are going on in training camp that we don't care about, but they're so important. The center snapping the ball, very important. Guys lining up properly. Getting in and out of the huddle quickly communicating on the road, all of that. It's so important to have everything going right fundamentally. It's important to have all of it mastered, not just have it good or okay or passable, but mastered. It is so important. And now, without Connor Williams, the Dolphins are kind of back to square one. You have a different center You have a new guy right in the middle of that line. That's a huge problem. More so than any other position on the field. The offensive line is five working as one. 
you don't know them individually. Like the average fan cannot spot line play other than, hey, the quarterback was sacked, so they stink. No, nobody's watching offensive linemen play. Dolphins fans, sure, you know the names of your offensive linemen, but when you go to Hard Rock Stadium, are you watching the snap? Are you watching blocking by the offensive lineman? The only time you watch an offensive lineman block is if the ball's handed off and then the running back is running behind the old lineman who's blocking upfield. But as far as the five guys on the line, no, nobody's watching that. The Dolphins have had a lot of injuries on the O-line. They've been doing the plug-and-play, but now when you got to do the plug-and-play at center, when you're taking one guy out now because they don't have a choice, he's hurt, he's done for the year, you're losing your man in the middle, it's a big deal. And if there's one thing I'm worried about, it's not Tyreek. Tyreek is a beast. I'm worried about the Dolphins O-line and specifically the center quarterback exchange because that really could hurt this team down the stretch. This game coming up Sunday, it is way, way bigger than I thought we could have ever even mentioned. I thought the Dolphins would go into this game 10-3. and three. Now they're nine and four. Certainly it could be 10 and four. But what if it's nine and five? What if it's nine and five and then you have Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo waiting? If the Dolphins were to lose to the Jets on Sunday, which could happen, I never thought I would even say that, but it could. Do I think it will? No. Am I 100% or 98% certain the Dolphins will win? I'm not. They should. I hope they put everything behind them. But if they lose Sunday to the Jets, this season will completely spiral out of control and it'll be over with. That's it. And I'll come back on the airwaves Monday playing. Oh, no. We suck again. I really, really hope that's not the case. I don't think it will be the case, but you could tell with my demeanor and my voice, I'm not extremely confident. And maybe that's not the right way to be. Maybe I should just say, look, the Dolphins, they were up 14. They blew it. The final 255 of the game, they absolutely blew it. But other than that, they're fine. That won't happen again. Maybe that's what I should be saying. That would be the optimistic view. I'm not looking at the pessimistic view. I think I'm just looking at the realistic view. The Dolphins cannot let that game from Monday night beat them twice. They can't dwell on it. You can't think about the mistakes. You have a clean slate this week. You're taking on the Jets. Everything that happened before doesn't matter. That's way easier said than done. But that's what the Miami Dolphins have to do. They've got to go out there and they've got to be confident. That defense has to be confident even after giving up 15 points in the last three minutes. 
The Jets, I'm sure they're going to feel a little confident too. They put up 30 points in the second half last week. So there's a lot of momentum here. For the Dolphins, you hope that momentum goes away. You also hope it goes away for the Jets. But if you're a Jets fan, first of all, always remember. Secondly, you're hoping that momentum for your team stays from that second half. The Dolphins, they have more to play for. We all know that. The Miami Dolphins are in the mix. They're right there. They still control their own destiny. The Dolphins could be in the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? And they should be. Not only that, they could be the number one overall seed in the AFC. The sky's the limit for them. The Jets aren't quite at the playing spoiler phase, but I'm sure they'll have plenty on their mind Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium trying to knock off the Dolphins. So in terms of motivation, the Dolphins should be very locked in. They should be more motivated. They should be more focused. They have a lot to play for. They should be angry about what happened. They should want to go out there and hammer the New York Jets. If they don't, if there's doubt, if there's hesitation, if there's residual from what happened, well, then this could be a major backbreaker. They have to bounce back from one of the worst December losses they've had in a long time. If they don't, if they lose on Sunday, look out. I don't think they will. But again, as you could tell, I'm not extremely confident. I'm confident in my parlays. I'm confident in my poker play. Right now, not so much when it comes to the Dolphins. I hope that changes, though, late Sunday afternoon. Speaking of my poker play, you could come play cards with me in my poker tournament, the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament, next Tuesday night at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. I'll be out there, $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. It's only 250 bucks to buy in. Registration ends at 9.30 p.m. Cards are in the air at 6, but you got three and a half hours on Tuesday night to get there to the Hard Rock in the poker room and be part of the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament. It happens every single month at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. $20,000, that is the minimum amount of money that'll be in the prize pool. You'll start with 40000 in chips, and it's only 250 bucks to buy in. Put a reminder in your phone right now. It's coming up next Tuesday night. That's December 19th. The tournament starts at 6. You could register until 9.30 p.m. It's the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament with $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool next Tuesday night at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. I want to talk a little bit more about the Dolphins and how they bounce back from that win. And then I also want to get into the Miami Heat. I haven't talked much about the Miami Heat this season because of what the Dolphins have been doing. And now that the Dolphins lost, it's, it's even a bigger topic of conversation because what's going to come next? How do they recover from that loss on Monday night? Mike McDaniel better have the answer. 
because I feel like it's on him. The same way he blew that game with his play calls, you could put it on Vic Fangio. I put it all on Mike McDaniel. He looked like a complete rookie coach on Monday night. So the same way his team didn't respond well last week, it was on him. Now it's on him to get it all corrected. You know how during a press conference, just about every coach will say, well, we got to coach him better. In this case, it's 100% true. Mike McDaniel has got to do a better job Sunday than he did just a couple of nights ago. Instantly, he's got to figure out this short yardage thing. He's a very smart guy. He didn't just lose all of these great ideas that he's got in his head. He didn't lose all of his football knowledge because, hey, it's Monday Night Football. I'm just going to forget how to coach. No, Mike McDaniel's a very smart individual, but there are times where you do not have to outthink something. You don't outthink it. You don't overthink it. You don't think about something way too much. You just play the game. And Mike McDaniel has got to do way better when it comes to short yardage. If you want to put anything on Vic Fangio, that's fine. Vic Fangio's got to be better at the end of the game, closing it out. Because think about this. As far as Vic Fangio goes, if Will Levis can beat the Dolphins in the fourth quarter, what can any quarterback do to them? What is Lamar Jackson going to do to them? What is Dak Prescott going to do to them? What is Zach Wilson going to do to them? Okay, well, that last one, you know, seems a little easy with that answer because... Although they did put up a 30 spot in the second half last week. That game was 0-0 at the half. I won't say scoreless at the half because there was a score. It was 0-0. They were taking on the Houston Texans and the Jets wound up winning 30-6. The Texans are a pretty good football team. I know they're injured, but the Jets smoked them in the second half. So it's just something to be aware of. I took the Titans game lightly. I'm not on the Dolphins. I'm not part of their organization. You just got to hope that the players didn't take it lightly. If they did, well, they had a wake-up call at the end. And now I hope they're wide awake when the Jets come to town because the next thing you know, if that game from Monday is still in your head, it's going to get you again. And if the Dolphins lose to the Jets... I don't know that they'll win another game all year. The demeanor is so different around here, isn't it? Thank gosh Raheem Mostert got into the end zone. Me the money! Because my demeanor would be way worse than it is right now just because the Dolphins lost to Tennessee. I am hopeful that they'll beat the Jets as they should, and then they get back on track i say the word track and it reminds me of Gulfstream park the championship meet is going on right now at Gulfstream park 
in Hollandale Beach. And the championship meet, that means the best of the best. The best races, the best horses, the best jockeys, the best trainers. World-class racing during the championship meet at Gulfstream Park. I'm going to be out there on Saturday in just a few days from now. I'll be there in Hollandale Beach. I'll be at the Trackside Restaurant, 10 Palms, having a fantastic meal, watching the races in front of me, of course, wagering on them as well. Heck, you could bet 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Live racing right now at Gulfstream Park every Thursday through Sunday. As I said, I will be there on Saturday. Maybe I'll see you at Gulfstream Park. If you can't get there Saturday, any day is a great day, especially a live race day. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Go to the Trackside Restaurant, 10 Palms. Make a reservation. Visit GulfstreamPark.com. Hang out outside in the Carousel Club. There are so many things to do. Great racing action going on right now. It is the championship meet at Gulfstream Park. Bam Adebayo, he's not playing tonight for the Heat. Tyler Hero, he's still out. At what point do we start to get concerned? It's like the topic today is all about being concerned. The Dolphins, there's reasons to be concerned. The Heat, is it too early to get concerned? We're 25% of the way through the NBA season, and the Miami Heat haven't had Bam and Tyler for a while. Bam's dealing with a hip issue. I know the Miami Heat are deep. They do have a deep roster. But the point of depth is to have good players coming off the bench. They come off the bench after the best players do their thing by starting. Not to keep plugging leaks. I feel like at this point in the season, the depth has been all about plugging those leaks. Fixing the starters who are out. So... When I bring up the question of should there be some concern here with the Heat, I kind of ask myself, well, what's going to happen when the Heat have Jimmy, Tyler, and Bam all out there and healthy together? And then you add that depth that they have. Because that's the team we were talking about when training camp rolled around. But we haven't really seen it. And the reason we haven't seen it is because of health. So we're getting to see a lot of Jaime Hawkes Jr., some Orlando Robinson, Kayla Martin, Kevin Love. The Heat have quality NBA players, but the superstar type guys, they keep getting banged up. And that's another reason why I haven't really talked a lot about the Heat so far. Their record is just meh. They're okay. They're not bad. They're not great. They're really just not much of anything. Guys are in and out of the lineup. So what are you supposed to say? It's hard to get a really good read on this team when your best players aren't playing. Now, some of you might be playing around with your money, but you got to think about your future. And some of you have thought about your future, your financial future, what you want to do in years from now. So you might be thinking about it, but what are you going to do? I'll tell you what you should do. Contact Trajan Wealth. I've been telling you about Trajan Wealth for quite some time now. Trajan Wealth will help you design a plan that's based around your goals, those things that are on your mind, what you want your future to look like financially. You've got to put it in action. Put that plan in action. Trajan Wealth will help you with that plan. And again, 
It will be based around your goals. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach, and it will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with them. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or call them at 561-390-1000. Give yourself a gift this December, and don't wait any longer. Contact Trajan Wealth. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Wednesday, Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol with us on the Andy Slater Show. He joins us every Wednesday. Lieutenant, last week I said next week when we talk to you, which is today, maybe you could leak some of the Dolphins parade routes to us. Uh, after that game Monday night, uh, what did you do with those uh, parade plans? Well, we're, we just, you know, we're kind of on standby now. Uh, we didn't move forward with the meeting that was scheduled for oh. Tuesday. So um, we're going to uh, keep it on standby for now, and then we'll see what happens uh, coming up. I mean, you guys are out there at the stadium, aren't you? I mean, aren't you yeah. supposed to do something about Tennessee coming back? And, I mean, what are you guys doing out there? <laughs> Well, we're out there to uh, do just that, get people in and out quickly, uh, assist with the routes, public safety. I mean, it's a combination of things. But, you know, uh, we're trying to take it a step further with uh, the parade route. But, you know, again, it's uh, kind of on hold for now. But we're optimistic, of course. When the Jets come to town and they <laughs> play at Hard Rock Stadium on Sunday, can you make sure, like, they don't get a nice police escort with their bus and everything, let them sit in traffic? You guys do a lot of uh, escorts like that, don't you? Well, I don't, we don't. Well, I can tell you this: we don't do the escorts for the opposing team. That's handled uh, by another police department. I'm not going to say which one, but I can tell you, Andy, we're not going to be uh, assisting the uh, the other side for, for on Sunday. Well, look, you guys are allowed to shut down roads, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's a public safety issue, of course, yeah. Well, then maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Just something to consider, Lieutenant. You guys got a lot of pull at the Florida Highway Patrol. <laughs> Um, maybe you could do a, a pit maneuver, you know, a safe pit maneuver. You guys have been doing a lot of pit maneuvers on cars. Maybe the team bus, just, you know, move it over a little bit. I'm not saying flip it over or injure anyone, but just, you know, create a little issue. Not sure how a pit maneuver with a, with a, one of those buses would end up in one of our uh, chargers. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you guys have an 18 wheeler? I thought I saw a news story where 18 wheelers are pulling people over. Bring that. We can bring that one over. Yeah, that's a good idea. Lieutenant, speaking of chases, though, I mean, legitimately, every week you come on here now, we're talking about a chase, which, I don't know, I guess that's better than talking about a road rage shooting, um, but there was another chase, and I was reading about this, I think it was way down south, and it involved some people running a marathon or something? Yeah, this was a uh, this was in the marathon area down in the Florida Keys, Monroe County. Uh, the troopers observed the vehicle that was, uh, it was a SUV that was driving counter flow, kind of driving the wrong way in a reckless matter. So the troopers see that they try to stop the vehicle and, uh, it was a female driving the, the SUV. She fled. And in that area, you know, anybody that's been down there on the overseas highway or us one, it's very narrow roads at, at times. It's only uh, one way North, uh, one way going uh, Southbound. And so, and then you get into these areas where there's like, you kind of go by the little, the other little cities or the towns and there was a marathon going on. So the chase did go on a little longer than it should have. Uh, I think it went on for about 30 miles, I want to say, which is a pretty long distance. 
Uh, but there was a lot of safety factors that the trooper was considering. He couldn't just send this car into the ditch because uh, sometimes there's not really a ditch there. There's mangroves and then you and then there's the, the ocean right there. And then there was a marathon going on. So there was a lot of factors. And uh, eventually down the road, the Monroe County uh, Sheriff's Office assisted and they were able to de deploy the uh, the spike strip and get the vehicle's uh, tires to uh, kind of damage themselves and then Eventually, the vehicle uh, crashed into a uh, construction site, I think into like a barrier wall for Jeez. a construction Yeah, it was kind of, um, but luckily nobody hurt. Uh, she was arrested without further incident, multiple charges. Uh, she was cleared at the hospital. So really no injuries, nobody hurt. Uh, and we were able to get that person off the road. I'm sure you guys take a lot into consideration when performing that pit maneuver. Uh, but I never thought about it until we're talking about the keys and like other bridges if right, you if right. you have an opportunity like finally there's no other cars around but it's a bridge mm -hmm. is that something where you're like you know what we can't do it here because then maybe the car flips over and goes off the bridge yeah well it depends on the speed she was trying she, she was trying to flee and elude at a pretty high speed at points to where uh maybe if they were on the bridge and they were going maybe below 50 miles an hour, then we know that that barrier wall and that guardrail will, will, will absorb the impact without the vehicle maybe going over it, right? But at, when you get into a high rate of speed, now you get the collision and then you have the risk of the vehicle overturning now over those barrier walls or over that guardrail, potentially landing into that body of water underneath. And now you have a potential entrapment, then you got to go into rescue mode so this person doesn't drown. Uh, and it can just get messy very quickly. So there's so many things to do, really uh, factor in, especially down there in the Keys. Isn't one of these? Isn't this one of these things, though, Lieutenant? And I think I brought it up last week or the week before, where if somebody did something bad allegedly, and now they're not stopping, they're fleeing. It's not something, Lieutenant, where you think, well, you know, they shouldn't be fleeing. If if the car rolls over, you shouldn't be fleeing. Is it right. one of those situations where, you know, you kind of put that in your head? Yeah, no, of course, Andy. I mean, it, it could it it could all be, uh, it's all preventable, right? We could have avoided this entire thing if we just would have stopped, mm -hmm. right? Of course, of course. Un understood. We're on the same page there. But uh, if somebody now's life is in danger as a result of a pursuit where they, you know, caused themselves to to be involved in a crash. Now their life's in danger. We we have to uh, kind of switch hats, right, and go into that rescue mode and attempt to to save their life. We don't want anybody sure to, to lose their life over 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 a bad decision they may have made. But mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I agree with what you're saying. It's all it's all 100 percent uh, avoidable. Again, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, we got the holidays coming up. We got a lot of traffic. We've got people going to the mall. Uh, do you have any suggestions for the listening audience other than don't go to the mall? <laughs> yeah, I mean, try to. I mean, actually, I'm not going to promote any kind of uh, retail uh, options, but just if you're going to go out there, obviously, it's going to be very crowded. Uh, try to stay in well-lit areas if you're out there at night. There's going to be a lot of people looking to uh, 
try to you know commit these crimes maybe theft maybe look for unlocked vehicles so make sure you're locking your cars make sure you're not leaving any valuables in your cars make sure you're going to areas that are populated that are well lit if you find yourself traveling on the roadways for, during the holidays make sure your vehicles are maintained make sure your tires are in order just in case we're going to have some bad weather coming up and the, your tires on your vehicle are the first line of defense so make sure your tires are good um plan ahead make sure you know your destination try to avoid that last minute rush for the shopping uh try to avoid the last minute traveling because the closer we get to the holiday period the more the traffic seems to get congested on the roadways and so if you plan ahead you can maybe avoid that congestion and avoid that rush and then avoid ultimately an incident lieutenant if you stopped somebody on christmas eve at like 6 52 p.m and they were five minutes from the mall and they were speeding and they said look lieutenant i'm sorry but i gotta get this present real quick the mall closes in eight minutes like that's why i'm speeding what do you do uh, I'd make sure everything checks out. And when I mean checks out, I'd make sure everything, uh, I do a records check, make sure everything's in order. And if it's, if the story checks out, if they're nearby, if they're going towards the mall and it, in fact, the mall does close in eight minutes and I can kind of line everything up, then I think I'd utilize discretion there. I get it. Everybody's in the holiday spirit, uh, spirit. I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, you don't, you don't want to be kind of the, the Grinch, I guess, or the villain. Right. But Everything does have to line up and check out before you use that discretion. What have you told people in the past that you've stopped and they're like, look, you know, can you just write me the ticket? I'm in a hurry. Just write me the ticket already and let me get out of here. Do you write it slower? No, no. Come on. No, no, I don't try that. You know, Andy, one thing you can't do as a law enforcement officer, and it does happen. Okay, it does happen. Some sometimes officers, they take things personal. Right. They take these violations. They take these infractions. They take it personal. And it's not. I've never taken these things personal. Now, disrespect is one thing. Right. But if somebody tells you, hey, listen, I'm in a hurry. Can you just write the ticket and, and just let me go? I'll be like, sure. Why not? OK, no problem. I'll do my record check and I'll print it out if that if that was what I was going to do. But I, I never take these things personal and try to kind of be, uh, I guess, petty in a way. Right. Like, you know, no, I'm going to go slower because I know this person's rushing. I don't think that's professional and there's just no need to make these encounters with people or the, the the infractions they're committing you don't have to make it personal towards you for the record i say write the ticket you guys don't write tickets anymore you just right. you type it in correct which which yeah which makes it actually a lot faster than actually having to handwrite a ticket so it could be a good thing lieutenant camacho with the florida highway patrol stay safe out there it's uh, always crazy in south florida we'll chat again uh, one more time before christmas uh, next week thank you Yes, sir. Thanks, Andy. All right. Have a good one. Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. Just say please. Like, say please a bunch of times and you'll probably be better off. Plus, it's the holidays. Just be nice. All right. That's all the time I got for this Wednesday afternoon. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.